Welcome to the special presentation of WKBW's War of the Worlds 1971 edition. I am Matt coming to you from Neo's Out Studios in Orlando, Florida. Just 40 days before I was born, this version of the War of the Worlds aired on Halloween night, October 31st, 1971. And little did I know at the time, in large part by not actually being born yet, that I know that this would be my favorite audio version of this story and inspire me in many of my creative endeavors over the years. For anyone not familiar with the WKBW version of the War of the Worlds, it was first produced in 1968 for the 30th anniversary of the original radio drama by Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater on the Air. The 1968 broadcast was a huge success, and by all accounts, producer Jeff Kay and director Danny Kriegler were extremely happy with the show they put on. The 1971 version is just a little different, just a bit. But in my opinion, those little changes make this version better. The differences are really simple but significant. Jackson Armstrong takes over the mic for the first half of this version, and the news interruptions are reworked a bit. But just those changes alone really add something to this version of WKBW's War of the Worlds. Now, just as it did in 1968, this all takes place in Buffalo, New York, home of WKBW 1520AM. It happens in a town called Grand Island. It's a town surrounded by the Niagara River. Three large bridges serve as the road arteries in and out of this island, and you can probably guess that since I'm mentioning that, those bridges play an important part to the story. With this being a radio broadcast, there are commercials and songs played, at least for part of the broadcast. Since Neozaz isn't licensed to distribute on-demand music, I've cut out the song's longer runs, and I've also shortened the commercials to match the flow of the show that that creates. But don't worry, those songs are not the main feature. All the details, moments, and events that make this my all-time favorite War of the Worlds broadcast are in this special. So, let's say we get to it. I hope you're listening to this towards the end of October, around its anniversary. That's, of course, not necessary. It could easily be listened to any time of year. Believe me, I have. If it's nighttime, lower the lights. Try to tune out any other sounds. Kind of set the mood for an alien invasion. Or just put your earbuds in and go for a jog. However you're going to listen to this, I think you're going to enjoy it. So here it is. After two years of talking about it, it's finally time to hear WKBW's 1971 version of The War of the Worlds. Stand by for news from WKBW Radio, Buffalo. South Vietnam freed 900 Viet Cong prisoners of war today to mark President Chu's second inauguration. The Vietnamese Defense Ministry said they were released from their barbed wire detention camp 15 miles northeast of Saigon. All but 19 will have to undergo what the government called political indoctrination before assuming full citizenship. Those freed were men, women, and children. This is Joe Downey, and this is the 11 o'clock news brought to you tonight by Keyhole Fashions in the University Plaza, headquarters for Wright Slacks. Reports from Belfast say three persons have died and at least 12 were hurt after a violent weekend in Northern Ireland. Sniper fire, bombings, and street fighting were the causes. Spokesmen for the outlawed Irish Republican Army deny any hand in a blast that rocked the post office tower in London. It caused extensive damage, but no one was injured. A tipster told a British news agency in London it was the work of the IRA. In this country, in New York City, radical groups held a people's trial today to investigate the deaths last month during the Attica State Prison riot. The groups charged President Nixon, Governor Rockefeller, and other officials with murder and crimes against humanity. An audience of about 500 persons gathered in a mock courtroom setting in the ballroom of the St. George Hotel in Brooklyn. 
The son of New York City's off-track betting corporation president is free in $500 bail tonight after he was arrested yesterday at Kennedy Airport on charges of possession of drugs. Howard Samuels II was arrested at the airport after a routine search by a Sky Marshal allegedly revealed a quantity of heroin and cocaine. 22 Cubans will have legal assistance at their deportation hearing tomorrow in New Orleans. An officer of the Czechoslovakian embassy has been assigned to help them. The Cubans arrived last week without visas for a sugarcane meeting. From the White House, we have this report from UPI correspondent Ted Shields. Some 38,000 high school principals, depending on the vagaries of the Postal Service, will get letters from the president on Monday morning. The letters will tell them about Mr. Nixon's Environmental Merits Award program. It's aimed at getting high school students actively involved in projects to improve the environment in their own community. The president says he has received thousands of letters from young people who want to join our national effort to reclaim, protect, and preserve our natural inheritance. The awards, the president says, will be America's thank you to the hard-working young people who give their time and their energy to the great goal of a better environment for everyone. The projects the administration suggests for high schools range from pollution surveys to park landscaping, from ecology fairs to cleanup weeks. Ted Shields at the White House. The Nixon administration is working to save something from that scuttled foreign aid bill. The spokesman says the president wants to keep the aid program going beyond its scheduled November 15th cutoff date. Drugs valued at $10 million, cocaine and heroin have been seized in Toledo, Ohio. Police officials say three Detroit men were arrested and are being held under $100,000 bail. A Tennessee judge's home near Knoxville has been destroyed by a training missile accidentally ejected from a naval airplane. The projectile was non-explosive and no one was injured. Knits and double knits have become a stable part of every man's wardrobe. The people at Keyhole Fashions know this, and they've become authorities on knit slacks for men with the help of the people at Right Slacks. Keyhole Fashions, where the right word in men's knits and double knit slacks is right. Keyhole Fashions, University Plaza. And finally, this story from the Mount Polymer Observatory in California. The past two nights, astronomers have observed huge explosions on the planet Mars. Observatory director Dr. Benjamin Stewart says that although they appear to have as much energy as an explosion of hydrogen bomb force, they are undoubtedly of natural origin. Dr. Stewart described the blast as looking like tremendous jets of blue flame shooting out into space. He was quick to point out, however, that although scientists are concerned about the amount of material and debris the explosions might shoot out into space, they feel that there is no danger to the rest of the solar system and particularly to the planet Earth. Mars is currently 40 million miles away. That is the closest the red planet will be to the Earth for the next 10 years. And the weather mainly clear tonight with a low in the upper 40s, sunny and cooler on Monday and a high between 60 and 65 degrees. The barometer rising, humidity at 70, winds west at 15, and the buffalo temperature is 60 degrees. And for Keyhole Fashions in the University Plaza, headquarters for Wright Slacks, this is Joe Downey, KB Radio News. Halloween night at WKBW with Jackson Armstrong on the radio. Honey, gonna get it all together between now and about midnight, a little bit thereafter, whatever. Get it together on a Sunday. How are you feel, trick-or-treaters? Got music for you here with Santana, the 11th biggest hit in Buffalo. Comes off an album called Santana. Everybody's Everything is the name of the thing at KB. Give me the 11th biggest in the 
this week on the KB Cup 35 Survey Rejection, our truck on a Sunday night Halloween night. Rock it along, baby, and chew uh, that remark Joe Downey made about, about the explosion on Mars, right? All the debris out in space and everything, and all the big explosions there earlier tonight. When... <laughs> I, I tell you, I wouldn't go out to space for nothing. Why not? Well, uh, suppose you were to go to the moon or someplace like that, and we're supposed to land, right? Land with some kind of a, a vehicle and get out? Yeah. Well, suppose you open the door to get out and somebody got in. Not me, man. Not, no. This whole program is brought to you by Key Old Fashions, and uh, they got some great, great clothes down at Key Old. That's, of course, opposite of UB, and uh, some great things for you to put on your bod. So if I were you, that's where I'd make it if I needed some good threads. <laughs> that's Seymour. Seymour Keyhole. You've all heard of Keyhole Fashions in the University <laughs> Plaza. Well, he's the proprietor. <laughs> right now, he's going through his stock of right slacks. Knits and double knits and all the colors of the rainbow. Seymour does this every morning. Seymour is a little weird. Seymour is under observation. His right slacks are beautiful, though. Seymour has a right slacks fetish. This dramatization of the War of the Worlds is brought to you by Keyhole Fashions, University Plaza, headquarters in Buffalo for right slacks. Oh, yeah, man, this is WKBW. We know what you need. I'm out here to hide it from you. Sunday night, any night's right. Tell them where it all is. WKBW. Finally made a song about our government. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. This sound a share for you. The third biggest hit in Buffalo on a Halloween night at KB. I was born in the wagon of a traveling show. My mama used to dance for the money they throw. Mama would do whatever he could. Read your little gospel. Sell a couple bottles of Dr. Capitalistic swine, or a leftist, or a rightist, or a long-haired weirdo commie freak, or a hippie, or a yippie, or an arty type, or a jock, a rioter, a peace maven, an Uncle Tom, an America Firster, a draft resistor, an anti-busser, a pro-busser, a segregationist, or an integrationist, a Marxist, a Leninist, or a pro-war tub thumper. You all have one thing in common: you were all born naked. N-U-D-E, naked. Keyhole Fashions, University Plaza.
This dramatization of the War of the Worlds is brought to you by Keyhole Fashions, University Plaza. Headquarters in Buffalo for Wright Slacks. Thank you, Keyhole Fashions, baby. Rock and roll. WKBW Jackson Armstrong communicating with your head. Halloween night. Getting it all together where it is. WKBW. Number one song in the K-Big Top 35 survey for this week. You sound a climax for you. The old outsiders with Sonny Geraci singing lead. A thing called Precious and Few at KB. Precious and few are the moments we two can WKBW on the Jackson Armstrong Show on Halloween night. And I understand we're going to the newsroom now. We have an important news development, and uh, here's Joe Downey with the information. Authorities in the town of Grand Island have requested aid from Buffalo firefighting officials to combat a series of fires that have erupted as the result of an explosion. Traffic on the Grand Island bridges has been halted to all except emergency vehicles responding to the call for aid. All onlookers and motorists have been asked to stay clear of the area. Repeating traffic on the Grand Island Bridge has been halted except for emergency vehicles. All onlookers and motorists are asked to stay clear of that area. Jackson Armstrong on the radio, and we got a word from uh, got a word from Key Old Fashions coming up. I think this is WKBW Buffalo, New York. Keyhole Fashions in the University Plaza is looking for your vote. Keyhole Fashions stands on a platform of glamorizing the male form. The planks proliferate. Your vote will bring you everything a man could desire to adorn, to decorate, to revel in regal finery. It would be criminal to call Keyhole Fashions shirts shirts. Call them love and peace. Call them violence. Call sunrise or sunset. But don't call them shirts. The punishment freak will freak out over their supply of leather belts. And Keyhole Fashions comes out strongly for the man with spindly shanks. Seymour Keyhole. Not just another pretty face, but a tough pro that will clothe you beautifully. Keyhole Fashions, University Plaza. This dramatization of the War of the Worlds is being brought to you by Keyhole Fashions, University Plaza, where right slacks in all colors and styles are available now. Three Dog Night at WKBW on the Jackson Armstrong Roll Around with you on a Sunday night, Halloween night at KB, where the music are. Gotta be another million seller for the boys with Danny Hutton, just an old-fashioned love song. Just an old-fashioned love song playing on the radio. Around the music is the sound of someone promising they'll never go. Just an old-fashioned love song. Just an old-fashioned love song. That's Three Dog Night at 
WKBW on a Sunday night, Halloween night at WKBW on the Jackson Armstrong Radio Program. And uh, I've been asked by Joe Downey to pass on to you that the news department is really overloaded in there with what's going on tonight. And uh, they don't have time to answer the phones. I know a lot of people would like to know what's going on. But as soon as we know something, we put it on the air, see? So don't call Joe Downey and mess him up uh, because he's in there really busy right now. A lot of calls have been coming in regarding the explosion on Grand Island that we talked about a little bit later. And this really slows Joe down. So I tell you what, why don't you just don't call the newsroom and that way uh, you don't, you know, slow down the whole system down here at WKBW, all right? I got a word for you now from uh, Key Old Fashions again. Knits and double knits have become a stable part of every man's wardrobe. The people at Keyhole Fashions know this, and they've become authorities on knit slacks for men with the help of the people at Right Slacks. Right Slacks have been developed over the years, not rushed into a market for sale before they were sure that the slacks would stand up, not lose their crease, not sag in the seat. Keyhole Fashions, University Plaza. This dramatization of the War of the Worlds is being brought to you by Keyhole Fashions, University Plaza, where right slacks in all colors and styles are available now. Good old Keyhole Fashions, baby. Rockin' and rollin' Jackson Armstrong Sunday night, Halloween night with the music here on... WKBW. Okay, now, don't call the news department about the Grand Island thing, because uh, if you do, like, you're gonna mess up Joe Downey. He's very busy in there. This is uh, Maggie May with Rod Stewart, and this is the uh, former number one song at KB is number two. Once more, please do not call the newsroom right now. I know what's going on in Grand Island is weird and everything, but... minute here, folks. I know normally we don't come in on the top of a record or thing like that when it's not over, but uh, Joe Downey has a special interrupt story on this thing that's happening in Grand Island, so let's go to the newsroom and Joe Downey. It's been reported that a large meteor has struck the ground along East River Road on Grand Island, setting off a series of fires and explosions. Several persons have been injured, and as yet there is no confirmed number regarding the number of people that may have been killed. KB Total News men are already on their way to the scene. Repeating it's reported, a large meteor has struck ground along East River Road on Grand Island. We'll have a special report in a few minutes. this thing is a little more serious than uh, anybody uh, suspected initially. You know, I uh, I guess I advise you not to drive out in the area, you know, because there's going to be a lot of people trying to get out over the bridges or to the bridges to find out what's going on. You know, whenever there's any accidents or anything, people rush out, they'll gawk and stuff. Don't do that at any rate. Uh, I don't know, you know, uh, I, the emergency equipment's got to get out there for sure. And uh, I imagine since they're having uh, such an unusual situation out there to begin with, they don't want any more problems. So uh, I'll get uh, some more music for you in a second or two. This is the Jack Armstrong Show at WKBW in Buffalo, and it's a Sunday night of Halloween. Hey there, Sharpie. You see, the attractions at Keyhole Fashions have become so bizarre that Seymour Keyhole, the owner, is considering charging admission. And every freak in town is gathering in the little shop at University Plaza to ogle the goods. And Seymour Keyhole, he's the owner, was recently commended by the Fireman Home Journal and their noted authorities on men's fashions. 
and his belt clerk, he won't ask you what your waist size is. He'll beat himself with the belt to show you it won't leave marks. You'll love trying on a pair of bright slacks, knits or double knits at Keyhole Fashions. The inseam measurement is worth a trip. Keyhole Fashions, University Plaza. This dramatization of the War of the Worlds is brought to you by Keyhole Fashions in the University Plaza, where right slacks and knits and double knits are available in a wild variety of colors. Hey, uh, just another reminder, Hunter. Thank you again, Keyhole Fashions. But just another reminder, please uh, don't call the studios. Uh, we're looking for information about this meteor thing on Grand Island, and we'll pull it together and get it on the air for you as soon as we can. If uh, the K's been, KB Newsman can stay on a job and not have to answer the phones, we'll get the whole thing put together a lot quicker. Uh, let's get to the music. And just, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Uh, Joe Downey's got a little more information for you, I guess, here. All available firefighting equipment has been called to Grand Island and much of the apparatus has already arrived there. The cause of the alarm is a reportedly a large meteor that has struck in the vicinity of Grand Island Boulevard. Several persons have been injured and some are believed dead, although we have no confirmed number on those people reportedly killed in the crash and explosion. Details are still rather sketchy. We expect to hear from KB newsmen who are already on their way to the scene. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, I guess while we're waiting for further information on this whole thing tonight, uh, I can get into some more music at KB, huh? Right. These are the grassroots and a song that was way up at the top and dropped down just a little bit now. Seventh biggest hit in Buffalo and two divided by love. Two divided by love can only be get a report on from Don Lancer on his way to Grand Island in the KB uh, Mobile News Cruiser. We're now heading north on the South Grand Island Bridge. We've just passed what has to be one of the largest uh, areas of traffic congestion that I've seen in and around the Buffalo area or anywhere in western New York. Uh, traffic coming off the Youngman Expressway is completely at a standstill. Traffic is now backing up on the throughway. This is heading toward the Grand Island Bridge. Uh, we've asked you to please stay away from the area. Uh, there have been fires and explosions on Grand Island. We're presently going across the bridge. Uh, there's one lane open to emergency traffic. This is firefighting apparatus. Ambulances, especially ambulances, are needed on the island. We understand the casualty count uh, may be higher than at first thought. A policeman we spoke to at the uh, entrance to the bridge uh, gave us that information. We're not exactly sure how many people have been killed or injured, but they're calling in all available ambulances from the area. As we come across the bridge off to our right, we can see uh, an orange light rising in the sky. Uh, it seems to be covering quite a large area along East River Road. As soon as we get down to the scene, we'll have further reports on that. This is Don Lancer, KB Total Mobile News on the Grand Island Bridge. Thank you, Don. KB News is going to keep you informed of the developments as they Jack, come up tonight here on a... Jack, we're going to take this story because of the importance of it. We're going to take it live oh, from the news. From the, oh, okay. Well, all right. And we'll take it into there as soon as we can pick up the equipment and get it high. Oh, all right. Well, that, that's Jeff K., our program director, folks. And he's just informed me that we're going to cover this Grand Island news story live and direct from Grand Island. So... Uh, uh, I guess it, uh, what we'll have to do is just go on ahead and go to the news department. So with further developments, this is uh, WKBW Buffalo, New York, to our news department. Are you ready with that mic to the newsroom? You're all set? 
Communications hot. Mike is hot. Okay, Joe, take it. This is Joe Downey in the WKBW newsroom. Right now, there are, are reported explosions and uh, fires on Grand Island. Yeah, communications at this time are reported down. Telephones, Telephone communications are down. Okay. And other types of communications are very poor at this time on Grand Island. WKBW News is okay. mobilizing its entire news department at this time. There is an unconfirmed report that a meteor exploded no, no, on Grand Island. Newsmen from KB are on the way right now to, uh, uh, to Henry, the disaster scene on Grand Island. WKBW newsman Henry Brock hot. is now attempting to contact the Erie County Sheriff. Sheriff uh, Henry, Henry, no, have you called the Sheriff? Yet, Joe. Go on for well, ju just to repeat, just again, the explosions and fires together have uh, caused a lack of communications on Grand Island. There's an unconfirmed, repeating unconfirmed yeah, got report. It. Now, let's go to the oh, All right, now we'll go to the Henry Sheriff's Department. Henry and the Sheriff. Erie County Sheriff's Department, Deputy McIntyre here. Oh, this is WKBW News. Uh, anything uh, on that uh, goings-on on Grand Island time? Well, there's fires and there's damage. There's several lives that have been lost, but uh, we have no body count at this point. There's, uh, you know, I can't give you an actual report at this point. There's fire people here and there's military people. They're all over the place here. I can't really hardly give you any actual report. Can you report. give us an estimate on the number of deaths or injuries? No, there's no uh, count at this point. Uh, we don't know, but there are several lives lost. Uh, are you uh, in communication with all parts of the island yet, then? Your, uh, well, most, in the most field? of our communication lines are down here. How about electrical and gas failures? Oh, any, any reports on that? There's been about three electrical uh, failures that we know. Any looting or, or things we, like I that? I can't tell you that at this moment. I really don't know. Okay, thank you. Henry, I couldn't hear that. Uh, I don't think the monitors were up loud enough. Uh, what, what's the story at the Sheriff's Department, Henry? Well, obviously, the Erie County Sheriff's Department is up to its neck in work. Uh, Trying to get information from that general area, Henry, and right now. Fagan on the uh, on the two-way. Okay, Jeff. Thank you. Three nine three to two five eight six. Jim Fagan. Go ahead, Hank. Jim, can you give us anything new on the Grand Island situation? Well, Hank, at the moment we're heading south on the Robert Moses Parkway. Uh, we're heading for Grand Island. I have a chance to talk with Dr. Robert Moore, professor of astronomy here at Niagara University. I came up here originally to talk to him about the hydrogen bomb intensity explosion on Mars. But now with the new incident arising on Grand Island, I have prevailed upon the professor to motor back to Grand Island with me to take a closer look at the situation. Dr. Moore, is there any relationship between the uh, hydrogen bomb explosion on Mars and the situation on Grand Island? Well, Mr. Fagan, I would, uh, first of all, like to say that I don't believe there would be a hydrogen bomb explosion on uh, Mars because it's 40 million miles away from us, and uh, I don't believe there's a living soul up there to explode any such bomb. That would probably be some uh, gaseous explosion with many, many layers of air, you see, and, and heavy and very hot gases. But I, uh, I'm very anxious to see this explosion on Grand Island. I'm uh, just amazed at what's going on over there, and uh, certainly I'm as anxious as you to see this, and I'll have a lot more to say after after I have a chance to examine these things. Dr. Moore, can you tell us if that was an extraterrestrial body that landed on the island? I would think not, sir, at the moment. Uh, as I say, I have, have not as yet seen uh, what has happened on the island. We're going to be getting there in a few minutes, but uh, certainly it, uh, it's, it's possible. But I would, I would doubt it. That would be just uh, my uh, candid opinion before I have seen it. Uh, would you say it was a meteor? Yes, that's very possible. There are many meteors that have landed uh, on various parts of the Earth in the past many years, and this could possibly be just one of them. Uh, do you think there were more than one? Well, certainly with the uh, explosions that I'm hearing about, it's very possible there could be some uh, several of them, yes. Okay, Doctor, thank you very much.
Hank, as we're heading south on the expressway, what's the story now on Grand Island? Do you have any more information yourself? Uh, Jim, this is not Hank, it's uh, Don. I'm in Unit 2. I'm presently on the East River Road. Uh, could you give me your present location, please? I'm on the Moses Expressway, and I'm heading south just beyond the falls now. I'm having a lot of trouble here with uh, traffic. I can't, I can't seem to make any headway at all on Grand Island uh, or on the East River Road. Uh, uh, do you have any taping equipment with you, Jim? Yes, I've got the, uh, the Sony tape recorder with me in the back here. Okay, good. As soon as you get on the scene, uh, uh, try and get us a report back uh, with uh, Dr. Moore and also some police officers. I'm attempting to, to pick my way through this traffic. I should be there and not, to, not too long. It's, it's really congested down here. See a little bit more traffic now. It looks like I'm going to have almost the same problem you're having. I see a great deal of traffic at the north end of the Grand Island Bridge now, at the base between the falls and the island. I, I've, I've come up on a side road here off to my left. I think I'll try and pick my way over that way maybe and then come back around uh, into the scene. Okay. This is Henry Brock in the WKBW newsroom. This just off the wire, United Press says it has unconfirmed reports that Governor Nelson Rockefeller is preparing to mobilize the National Guard in light of the developments on Grand Island. Thank you very much. New York Telephone Company has requested that only emergency calls be made by private individuals. The lines are beginning to be swamped with calls and police and fire officials' switchboards have been overburdened with calls. Fire officials in the city of Buffalo are concerned at this time the fires that have broken out on the island have bled off a great deal of equipment, and extra units in the city have been called in. Commissioner Felicetta of the Buffalo Police Department has requested that all off-duty policemen report to the precincts. Henry, uh, Herb yeah. Weinstein wants to know if we can hold for a second because he wants to coordinate the TV units. Okay. Uh, Don, have you uh, gone to Delaware uh, Park yet? Heading towards the through in case you want me to go to Grand Island. Okay, fine. Uh, we may shift the entire operation out to Grand Island uh, in a couple minutes if this thing checks out. 5-4 to 393, Irv. Yeah, Alan, go ahead. Listen, if they've got this White Haven area cordoned off, well, let's get out there with the sound equipment. Okay, go. 5-5 five, five to 393. There sure must be something doing here. Okay, uh, Alan and Sam are headed out there with the sound gear. Right on the corner of White Haven and Grand Island Boulevard are within a half a block, but out of the car. 393 out. Uh, this is Henry Brock in the KB newsroom. It has just been confirmed that Governor Rockefeller has mobilized the National Guard and contingents of the Guard from the western New York area are on their way to Grand Island. And now we have uh, KB Total News Director Don Lancer standing by with a report from Grand Island. Well, this is Don Lancer. We finally made it down to an area near the scene, and I'm speaking with lineman Dennis O'Malley. Could you tell me, Mr. O'Malley, uh, what, what happened? Uh, where, what were you, where were you when this uh, this uh, thing occurred? I'm working for Niagara Mohawk. I was checking out a line break earlier, and uh, suddenly the sky lit up, and there was this tremendous explosion. Do you have any idea what it was, sir? No, no idea at all. Just a loud noise and a bright light. That's all I know, Matt. Do you know if anybody at all in the, uh, was injured? Have you heard any talk of that? No, I don't know any of that stuff. Uh, not pretty busy here. we got power out now on North Cherry, Broadway, Woodley, L.C. Redway. Man, the power's out all over this place. Hey, do you think this might have been a gas main explosion or something like that? No, nah, no, nah, I've heard gas main explosions before. This was nothing like that. This, I ain't never heard anything like this before. Uh, did, you, did you see anything fall? Anything hit the ground? No, just a bright light and a loud noise. That's all I heard, man. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, this is Don Lancer in unit number two. Uh, we're going to try now and make our way over to the scene. Uh, we're about 500 yards away from it at this moment. Now, I'll return you back to base. Spike hot. Is this one? 
this is Jeff Kay. Uh, Henry Brock is on the other side of the room right now. I'm trying to raise Jim Fagan, who's in some portion of the island. You just heard uh, uh, KB News Director Don Lancer, who is attempting to make his way to the, uh, the scene of the death. I think we're picking up Jim Fagan now. Let's listen. Jim, where are you at the moment? I'm just off Whitehaven Road, Hank, not too far from the scene. Uh, what do you see there? A lot of destruction? Uh, any houses down? Right. Several houses have been leveled to the ground, and I can see ambulances. There are about three or four ambulances on the scene that I can see. The attendants and the medics in these ambulances are now treating several of the people who have been injured here. I counted about 20 persons injured here at the scene. What do you got? You got walking injuries or, or uh, real bad ones? Hank, these people are badly crippled as a result of the injuries they've received. Several people are unable to walk at all, and I see a number of people bleeding about the face. How about fire? Any destruction from fire or fires burning at the moment? I'm sorry I didn't catch your last message, Hank. Are there any fires in the area at the moment? blazing all about. Do we see about five or six fires in the one immediate area that I can look to to my right? And total loser. Go on out, go on out. Uh, Jim, uh, what about, uh, there are parts of a crater up there. Have, have you seen it or can you see it from where you are on your way up there? I was able to make my way to the scene with a professor and then he and I were separated. I did manage to see some sort of a gigantic hole in the ground. I can't see any more than that. The police kept pushing us back. They've got some sort of a fence around the whole area and they are just not allowing any of us to get too close. Go on, I've gone my way. Okay, Jim, 393 out. Jim Fagan on the island, and apparently our worst fears have been uh, realized with respect to uh, property damage and personal injury. We understand now, uh, we have a confirmed call that the National Guard is on their way on the Niagara Freeway. Uh, Don Lancher is on the island. I believe he's trying to pick us up now. Uh, it, I think that was Don coming in. At any rate, the National Guard is on the way for the National... That is Don. Let me turn you over to Henry Brown. Come in, Don. You're on live. You're on. Yes, Henry, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a meteor, Henry. It's, I'm standing on the edge of the crater right now, and I can look down into it, and uh, there are clouds of white hot steam rising from the face of what looks like a, some sort of a metallic cylindrical object. It's a very large object that's, that's lying in the bottom of this crater. Thus, thus far, there's been no one around that I've been able to talk to to find out what it might be. It's, 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 I don't know exactly what it is at all. I don't know, I, I haven't got any idea. The edge is I, 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 I just, uh, Don Lancer. Don, are you all right? Are you again? 393 to 2586. Don Lancer, come in, please. 393 to 2586. Don White slacks have been developed over the years, not rushed into a market for sale before they were sure that the slacks would stand up, not lose their crease, not sag in the seat. That's just one of the reasons the people at Keyhole Fashions have the largest supply and selection of right slacks in the city. The knit holds up, it's comfortable, it's easy to care for, and what's more, it comes in a wide variety of styles, patterns, and colors. The people at Keyhole Fashions University Plaza know this, and they know that right slacks have been responsible for putting Keyhole Fashions in front of the pack. Keyhole Fashions, where the right word in men's knits and double knit slacks is right. Keyhole Fashions, University Plaza.
This dramatization of the War of the Worlds is brought to you by Keyhole Fashions in the University Plaza with the best selection of right slacks in town. 
cables or something coming out of that crack. Sir, two or three cables anyway. I can't, I can't see any, anything, Jim. Uh, can you describe a little more detail? My God, Don, there's something crawling out of the top of this thing. Something or someone. I can see two discs of some sort. They're eyes. They, they appear to be eyes. It might wall me your face for all I know. Something's wiggling out of this capsule. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They're tentacles, that's what they are. I can see them now. The police lights are on them. This thing is wanted. The body glistens like it's soaking wet. The face, I can hardly look at it, Don. I can hardly look at it. The eyes are black. The mouth is T-shaped and it's, it's dripping saliva.
pick it up and fill it for enough time for, for Don to get established out there. This is Henry Brock in the KB uh, newsroom. KB Total It's news. been uh, reported uh, that uh, a spaceship has landed on Grand Island. That's a confirmed report. It's believed that the extraterrestrial beings in that vehicle are Martians. KB Total News still has Don Lancer on the island. And we have late word that a command post has been established by the National Guard on the island. Henry, let me Martial jump law in Erie and Niagara County has also been rumored to be established. There have been rumored landings, though unconfirmed, of uh, some more capsules in Toronto, Oshawa, Erie, Pittsburgh, the Finger Lakes area, Bradford, and in Dunkirk. Henry, I have a guy on the phone right now, Constable Petrie from uh, the uh, uh, Ontario Provincial Police right at the moment. Uh, Constable Petrie, you say that you have a report? You do. You do have a report. And where is it coming from? From in the Oshawa vicinity. Who, uh, you got two raccoon hunters in Oshawa who are out hunting late at night. Discover the capsule in the swamp. Has it opened yet? Is there any sign of any activity around it? There hasn't been. And what action are the Canadian authorities taking? I see, I see. They are going on the way. There's nobody uh, been hurt as yet. No injuries in that particular area. How about the Toronto landings? Do you, know, you have no confirmed reports on that yet. I see. Okay, thanks very much, Constable Patrick. A report from uh, a constable uh, in the Ontario Provincial Police that uh, a couple of hunters spotted a capsule in the swampy area up there while they were out hunting. And uh, military authorities are on their way to clear that up. Here's a couple of other things. You mentioned the martial law, right? That's a confirmed report from the governor. Uh, this bit about the uh, uh, the explosions on Mars, you want to take that and I'll grab the phone. Yeah, they, uh, these explosions on Maybe Mars are believed to be associated with the landings on Grand Island and in other areas of the country, but there is no scientific confirmation. Okay. Uh, we just gotten word that Don Lancer has made his way to a Sheriff's Command post on Grand Island and should be ready to report on the in uh, just a few moments. Uh, Jeff Kay says that we have a confirmed report that there have been 46 persons wiped out on Grand Island uh, as uh, of this time. Niagara Air Force Base, we understand, has been put on alert. They're already uh, scrambling aircraft, uh, both to check out the landing in Grand Island and uh, to provide some air support for them, in addition to trying to get some people down to these other areas where the landings have been spotted, where they're all within our flight range, so that we might have some confirmed reports from Niagara in just a very short time. Uh, we understand that Don Lancer is about ready to file a report uh, from the island, and we switch yeah, now to Don Lancer. Well, all right, now we've, we've uh, finally had a few seconds to uh, get ourselves oriented here, and uh, I've managed to get to uh, what I consider to be a safe distance away from the, the crater. At the present moment, uh, troops have been moved up about one, maybe 200 all told. They're ringing the crater at, uh, at a safe distance, maybe 100 yards away from it. And uh, overhead, uh, a lot of jets have been flying back and forth. There's a uh, helicopter that's uh, been hovering, stationed itself uh, off to my right above a couple of trees, not directly over the crater itself. Uh, earlier, the, the, the creature that had come out stopped about uh, maybe 100 yards away from the edge of the capsule and suddenly went back in. Uh, the capsule is still open. It was At least it was open when I was up there uh, maybe five minutes ago, and uh, I, I don't uh, don't think it's closed yet. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's, there's one jet that, that seems to be making a pass. Uh, it's, it's, it's starting. It's coming in low now. It's fired a rocket. Another jet, another pass being made. Two more rockets have been fired into the crater. Another 
terrific explosion with smoke billowing sky high. I, it doesn't seem to have done anything at all to this to this thing in the crater. There's there's no sign of light. That, wait, there's some activity. There's there's something going on. That, here comes here comes. It looks like a bowl, an, a bowl, a silver bowl turned upside down with long long thin legs on it. It is it, rising into the air. It's huge. It's it's. It's about 50 feet in the air. Well, what is this thing, Don? Can you describe it a little more detail on it? What is it? Henry, the, the only thing that I can tell you is it, it looks something. It looks like a flying saucer with, with long, stilty legs. And it, it's moving at a fantastic rate. It, it, here, come, here comes a jet. The jet is making a pass on this, on this thing. On this, this saucer. It, it's fired its rockets. The rockets bounced off. They bounced off. They've exploded right in midair. They're, it's shooting at the jets. It's got one jet. It's passing back. The beam is continuing. It's passing back. It just cut another one. It cut another one right in half. It blew up right in the midair. And, 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 and it's coming in this direction. It's, it's moving at a fantastic rate. It, it, it's like a huge monster. It's plodding along, plodding along on these long legs. It, it, it just got the helicopter. It cut the helicopter in half. It has crashed into the treetops. Uh, I'm getting out of here. I'm moving on. This is the eight, uh, Don, I'm off. Right, Don, right. Just get off the island. Get off immediately. Get off immediately. Don Lancer is uh, leaving Grand Island at the moment. Uh, we're back in the oh, in the okay. KB newsroom. All right, I'm getting off. Yeah, he's going off the island right now, and we're back in the KB newsroom, and I have several things that have come in here. Uh, scientists are now speculating, and it's no longer speculation, that uh, the uh, the strange phenomenon that scientists the world over witnessed on the planet Mars, the gaseous explosions that we reported to you just what seemed like such a short time ago, in reality, has turned to be such a nightmare, is the fact that, that these landings that have been reported in the vicinity, I have a... If you'll, excuse me, hang it, stand by one moment, please. I have a report here somewhere. Landings have been reported in Toronto, Oshawa, Erie, Pittsburgh, the Finger Lakes region, Bradford, Dunkirk uh, area of western New York, and now I understand in the Batavia area. The scientists are speculating at this moment they, that they are indeed allied with the phenomenon that occurred on Mars, and I've just been handed another message. Oh, a report from Grand Island says that National Guard regular army, U.S. Air Force, police, and sheriff's deputies numbering in the vicinity of about a thousand men have almost been totally destroyed by a single fighting machine from what is believed to be a planet Mars. There are approximately 20 survivors. Or 20 sur the rest remain trampled by this huge metal feet of this Martian fighting machine or cindered by the heat ray. And at last report, we understand that the charred body of Jim Fagan is also was discovered on the island. Another report in that further explosions are now being witnessed by the Judrell Bank Observatory in England on the planet Mars. We understand that Jamestown, uh, Lewiston, Lockport, all of the towns surrounding the Niagara County area in Erie County around Grand Island are all being evacuated at this moment. Uh, we've lost communications with Don. He is en route back to the uh, main side of the Niagara River to the Tonawandas. Just a moment, please. I'm sorry, say again. We have a report from Tonawanda in just a moment. Stand by one, please. Is this a line for the Tonawanda report? Hello, who's there? Uh, hey, Jeff, this is John. John who? Irving. Oh, John, yes. Where are you? Well, I'm, out in, I'm out in Tonawanda, Jeff. I tried to get across to uh, to Grand Island. I heard this thing developing, and I tried to get over there, but I, I can't get over there. Just not letting anybody well, buy on the bridges. John, just hang on. Who won't let you buy? The, the National Guard. They're over there. They're trying to uh, they're trying to do 
doing something. I think they're putting mines up on the bridge. They look like mines. Mines on the bridge? Mine, yes, on the bridge. Are they going to blow it? I don't know. Apparently, they plan they, they're they trying to stop these these things from getting across. And apparently, they think they're going to come across on the bridge. But they're, well, they blocked all traffic on the bridge. I can see people over on the other side, but they're, they're trying to get over the, John, they're not letting the people across. Is that they're it? They're not letting anybody across. John Irving on, uh, of uh, TV News, and he'll be standing by out at River Road. We have a report now from Don Lancer. Henry, give it to Don live. Yes, yes, Henry. I, I just made it across the bridge when it blew. It was it was horrible. It, the, the, all of a sudden, the bridge just erupted. And, and it, 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 Don, did they establish a perimeter? Did the National Guard establish a perimeter yet? Yes, Henry. It has. There's a, there's a large bird, a lot of lot of men and heavy artillery around here. I've never seen such artillery before in this area. John, uh, how many machines are coming at you? Do you have any idea? Are they fording the river yet? I, I can see two of them are in my in my line of view. Two of them at the present moment, uh, and they're, they're coming up. They're they're, start, they're firing at the artillery, and the, the the artillery is firing back. Huge explosions all along the shore here, and there's huge explosions. I can, I can see bodies flying in the air from here. Bodies are flying through the air. There, there's another machine. I, I can see another one. Now that they're joining they're joining forces right up here in, in the in the in the, in the in the front of the refinery. They haven't quite gotten in yet, but there's a total of three machines here. Three machines here. They're coming into the refinery. The, the artillery is now turned around from its perimeter. We barely, they barely got one. We got one. We got one. It's down. It's, it's, it's down. The other, the other, we got it. It's down. Artillery blasted it. It, it just settled down very slowly. The other two have joined it. And now, now they're emitting, they're emitting some sort of a smoke screen, it looks like, from here. It, 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 they're not very far away from me. It's thick black smoke. It's about as tall as a, a man. It's, it's, it's starting to encompass the entire area. The, the, the smoke is, is coming from... 
from from bombing these things and the artillery, uh, the, the weapons are still there, continuing to fire into the center, into where these three machines are located. The, the smoke cloud is now coming toward me, Henry. It's, 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 it's my God, there's a man, there's a man falling. What you are listening to is a dramatization of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds on WKBW Radio at 1520 on your Buffalo dial. I repeat, it is a dramatization. It is a play. It is not happening in any way, shape, or form. What you are listening to is a dramatization of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds as being portrayed on WKBW 1520 Buffalo. Don Lancer, come in. Don Lancer, 393 to Don Lancer. If you hear me, come in. 393 to Don Lancer. If you hear me, come in, please, Don. This is a dramatization. We have lost communications with Don Lancer on, on uh, River Road, on the, on the mainland side, actually, of the river. He's off Grand Island. Uh, the, the last, Don's last report was that the two remaining Martian machines, uh, there are now two of them, uh, there were many some sort of black clouds, which apparently were kind of a gas. And frankly, we don't know whether Don is alive or dead at this moment. John Irving is on the island. I, we had him standing by the telephone. Let me see if I can pick him up. Hello, John. John, are you there? Hello, John Irving. Come in, John. Uh, John? I'm afraid that John Irving is not available for us at the moment. Bulletins are piling up in our studios. We have one mobile unit left in the field. Irv Weinstein is in a unit. We'll try and communicate with him as quickly as we can. Bulletins are beginning to pile up in our studios. Uh, let me try and bring you up to date if I can. From Pittsburgh, U.S. Air Force planes are flying reconnaissance patrols and report that three Martian machines are visible above the treetops in the vicinity of the sprawling steel city. That's in addition to the two that have been reported in the Tonawandas that are now currently rampaging the Ashland Oil Refinery. The Pittsburgh machines apparently are moving toward the community of Bradford. From all reports, they're moving rapidly. They're not using heat rays. It appears they do not intend on damaging towns and communities if possible. However, they're stopping to tear up power lines, uh, bridges and railroad tracks, and punching huge holes in the, in the highways. The, the objective, apparently, is to disrupt communications and disorganize human society altogether. Air Force scout planes have reported further sightings. Martian machines reported to be uh, three in number, moving toward the city of Buffalo from Erie, Pennsylvania. Scouts report that the machines are moving with great speed, and military authorities feel that they are perhaps attempting a link up with the machines that have landed in the Buffalo area. A further report from the Battle of Grand Island to bring you up to date there. There were 20 some 20 survivors uh, after a force of a thousand men attempted to contain one machine there. They forded the Niagara River. Army field pieces destroyed access bridges to the islands. People have been jumping off the, the side of the, the Grand Island side of the, uh, the banks of the river there and being swept over the falls in an effort to get away from these machines. The bridges were destroyed despite the facts that uh, that little of the population of the island was, after, was able to get off the battle. You have something for me, Dan? Do you have something for me? What have you got? Yeah, Jeffy. Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Jeffy, look at the teletype. The Dunkirk teletype. Look what's coming in on that teletype. All right, let me get the mic over there. Let me just move this mic over here for a second. I have a report coming in. Apparently, there's an open line from Dunkirk on the UPI machine. Those fellows have done a tremendous job tonight keeping us up to date on what's going around. This is, I am the last man in the city. This must be from the UPI operator there in Dunkirk. Everyone seems to have fled the city. And they are gone or they are dead from the gas or have been crushed. They are coming closer now and heading toward me. They're very close now. 
I can't make it out. It's getting garbled again. There it is. They're getting ready. The message is ended. It comes from a UPI operator in Dunkirk. Hold on just a moment. Hey, Jeff, Irv's on a two-way radio. Uh, okay, thanks, Norm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, one moment, please. We're getting a report from Irv Weinstein on a two-way radio. Hold on, please. Irv Weinstein, the base station. Anyone read me? Yeah, Irv, this is Jeff Kay. Am I glad to hear your voice? Where are you now? Uh, Jeff, I'm up on top of City Hall at the communications center. I. It's very eerie. The, the whole place is completely deserted. People apparently took off quite a while ago, and it's really a mess. Yeah, I can well understand. There's only two people here at the studio left, just myself and uh, and Norm Shrutt, and he's heading home to his family, and you and I are it. Uh, you're the last guy out in the field. The rest of the guys, uh, both TV units are dead, and, and both the radio units have been knocked off. Uh, uh, what's your status? How do you, have you... You know what? Have you got a match? I am looking for a match for 30 minutes for this lousy cigarette, and I can't find one. <laughs> We got real problems. Listen, I hope my guys are all right. I, I hope it's only a communications problem. Uh, have you heard anything from them at all? Nothing at all, Irv. Nothing at all. Not since the battle at Grand Island. Uh, I know Lancer and uh, and Fagan are both dead, uh, and I've got to assume that the rest of the crew is gone too. Jeff, I tried to uh, get to the island, but it's just impossible. It, it's, it's just an impossible situation. You you just cannot move. People are. People are desperately trying to, to get out of the city. I don't think they quite know why why they're leaving or, or where they hope to go. Information to the studio here uh, with the teletypes and the phones and all that has been very, very sketchy, Irv, at this point. We do know that the, uh, the Grand Island bridges have both been blown in an effort to keep the Martian machines on the island that landed there on the island, but they were able to ford the river. Uh, we're getting just bulletins from all over the place. I understand that ships off the west coast of the U.S. have been diverted to coastal ports in Washington, Oregon, and California to take refugees off. They're abandoning, uh, abandoning the towns, Los Angeles and San Francisco, and there have been no sightings out there yet. It seems as only the east coast has been hit. Can you, can you see anything from where you're at? Yeah, I can get a pretty good view of the area from here. As I look down at all the main arteries of the city, as I say, the... It's just one big mass traffic jam, and, and nothing is going anywhere. And the cars are just just standing still. It's almost like looking down on, a, on one of these toy cities. There's nothing moving. It, it's eerie. That's all I can say about it. I know what you mean. We just received a report. We got a report a few minutes ago from Dunkirk, which uh, from the top of the building, you might be able to get a look at because these things are awfully high. From Dunkirk, there's supposed to be a couple of machines there. East Aurora has been abandoned and is occupied, as I understand it, uh, uh, by Martians. And uh, it looks like you and I are the last two news guys that are that are moving right now. Can you uh, can you move that mobile unit at all? Can you get back into it move it around? Oh, can't move it all. I, I Frankly, I, I was lucky to be able to get out here and get up here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, I, I hear something. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what it is. Wait a minute, hold on. I can hear the sound too, Irv. I've, we've been listening to it all night long. It's the machine. We understand that uh, uh, in addition to all the confusion that the refugees are causing, that they've been knocking off communications. But the, the, one of the interesting things about this is that they, they haven't been knocking down houses that they can possibly avoid it. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. They, apparently, they're more interested in, in knocking out communications and, and power systems. Jeff, do me a favor, will you? Yeah, go ahead. Call my wife and tell her I'm okay, would you please? Will do, as soon as I can. Will do. Uh, there's something going on out on the lake. I see some flashing lights. I can't quite make out what it is. Jeff, as I 
look down on the southern part of the area from here. The city of Lackawanna is completely blacked out now. Apparently all the power in that area is knocked out. The only thing I can see are what appear to be tremendous explosions in the area of the Bethlehem Steel Company plant. Roger, understand. Uh, we've been getting very little here in the past few minutes. Uh, uh, the communications are just in complete and utter chaos. The teletype machines, you can hear them behind me. They're chattering away, but they're not printing anything. The, the, uh, the printers are just sitting there, just kind of rocking back and forth, but not putting anything out but total gibberish. The phone lines, it's almost impossible to keep up with them. I'm just giving up answering them. Uh, and uh, I have a sighting of a, of a machine in, that's about six blocks from the station right now in Delaware Park. Uh, do you have anything in view there? Jeff, things are pretty much as they were, except that now there is no sound at all. Everything is, is just deathly quiet. Nothing is moving. Nothing is happening. I, I, I still hear... I still hear that, that, that weird sound apparently emanating from, from the machines. I think I can make them out now. They, they appear to be approaching the city. Of HG Wells, uh, War of the Worlds. Units, uh, this is a dramatization virtually totally ineffective. Uh, uh, you might keep an eye out because uh, I know that there are some in the area. Yeah, I've, I've seen some uh, air guard planes, F-100s, in the area, but... But understandably, they are uh, approaching extremely cautiously. What about the refugees? Are they, are they making any headway getting them out? The city appears to be totally circled by these machines, and, uh, and uh, they're ripping up the communications and punching huge holes in the major arteries in the roads. It doesn't appear as though many people are, are able to move their automobiles, and those that are not able to move their cars are abandoning them, and they're further adding to the congestion. Is there any movement below you that you can notice? Absolutely no movement, whatever, and, and this is what puzzles me. The cars are stopped. I, I would have thought that people would have gotten out of the cars and, and tried to make it away on foot. But but absolutely, absolutely nothing is moving. There appears to be a, a gaseous kind of kind of material spreading out over the cars. I, I'm not quite sure what it is. Uh, that's probably, that probably is gas, and it's very, very lethal gas. Uh, it was reported to hug the ground very, very closely. They used it up... Uh, at the Battle of Grand Island when they forded the river there. Uh, that's how Lancer fought it, and uh, John Irving, too. Uh, you want to be careful and stay high if you can, because that stuff stays close to the ground unless the wind lofts it up. Jeff, they're coming on. I can see them now. I can see them now, Jeff. There there are, there are maybe 50, 100, 1,000. I, I really can't tell from here. The Air National Guard planes are, are trying to get in on them, but... but Apparently, they're being picked off by laser beams. The planes are just exploding in midair. They've started to move. They've started to move into the, actually into the downtown area. I can see one coming in off the area of the of the throughway. Jeff, they are moving fast. Yeah, they move very rapidly. Un un unbelievable. This, this thing is this thing is maybe 50 feet 50 feet high. A huge steel body and and long legs, kind of almost kind of goose stepping. There's one. I can look right down in it right now in Niagara Square. It's in Niagara Square right now. That's it. Right. Yeah, check. All right. Be very careful. Can you give me a good description? Jeff, it, 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 it's extremely difficult to describe this thing. It's, it's like nothing I've ever seen. Wait a minute. Irv, are you there? Irv? Jeff, it, it, has just, it has just knocked the communication towers off the telephone building. Irv, be very, very careful now. They've been after communications all night. That's what they've been destroying all the way down the line. You're in the communication center there for the county. In, that, in the city hall there. You better get out of there as quickly as you can. That's all right. I'll be all right. I, I just want to say, Jeff, it's... Jeff, it's turning my way. Irv. Irv. Can you hear me? 
KK393, KK393 to KH2586. Can you hear me? Herb, can you hear me? Oh. Herb, please, Herb, answer me, Herb! Well, even this thing has gone dead. Weinstein is out, and I'm out, and I guess I'm the only one. KB News. You want to talk to who? I'm going to talk to Herb Weinstein. He's dead. Is anybody else in this building? What have I got to do? The only one left. I wonder if anybody's listening. I wonder if anybody's got a radio that's operated. The, trans yeah, the transistor. And take this mic and... We'll go outside. That's what I'll do. I'll go outside. Get this thing unhooked on the stand. That does it for this special. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I do each and every time I listen to it, and I can't even begin to imagine how many times I've listened to that. 
We've got one more thing to share in War of the Worlds Week, and of course that is our annual posting of the original 1938 Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater on the air version of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. If you haven't heard that one before, please take the time to download it and listen to it, because it is the one that started everything you've just heard, everything we've done in this year's War of the Worlds Week, even more in what we did the year before. If you haven't heard the 2016 War of the Worlds Week, go back to newsaz.com and check that out. That was a very large catalog of specials on War of the Worlds. All right. That is it for this episode. I want to take the time again to thank you for listening. I am Matt recording at the News Studio in Orlando, Florida, and I will see you in the next episode. <laughs>